Welcome to The Horse, a show hosted by longtime Yukoners Dan Bushnell and Jenny Hamilton. On this show, we talk to a diverse collection of people about living in the Yukon, what brought them here, why they stay or have left, but mostly, we like to talk about what truly makes them tick. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show coming to you from the Yukon's capital, Whitehorse, or as it's known to the locals, The Horse. I'm Jenny Hamilton. I'm Dan Bushnell. Jules Anderson. And I'm Brett O'Laney. Welcome. Thank you. And go. And go. Tell me what it is that you love the most about Jenny. Oh, no, let's not do that because I'm recording. Where do we begin? Like an well, itemized that's what we're list. Doing. This is what we're doing. This is Jenny Hamilton. Oh, this day. is the episode that never airs. <laughs> 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 or gets the most hate mail. I like all of those things. I love that for us. Well, I think that's a great idea. You should have like a, a Jenny appreciation night, and that will be like hype and lead up for your upcoming show. No. <laughs> I, I like it. Now, before you met Jenny, you guys lived in the Maritimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that like? Oh, it was a good time. That's where our, both of our families are in the Maritimes. What part of the Maritimes? Pictou County, Nova Scotia. Yeah. <laughs> Slow going there, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Preface by saying we've never been put on the spot like this before. Okay. Uh, you know what? This is what this podcast is. Yes. First, I put Jenny on the spot, then I put you on the spot, and uh, you know. I and we would like to just say thank you, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> You know that's my most hated thing. <laughs> that's okay. why I said it. You know what happened to me today? What happened today? I, I don't know if I still have it. Other than being called I, daddy. Oh my god, that was rough. I um, I don't know if I still have it, but I got, you know, hat head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got mask beard. <laughs> you do. I can right? see can it. Can you see that? Yeah. yeah. It's mask beard. I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. But of course, COVID nineteen teaches me all, all sorts of stuff things. I don't like about myself. You know, it's like a deep dive into introspection and mask beard. It's real comfortable. I found out I am better looking with a mask on. I strongly disagree. Nope. Yeah, that makes me feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> I know. I feel like you're coming at me, right, or onto you, one of the two. Oh Jesus! Oh God! Okay. Yeah. Should we give you two a minute? No, well, I, was, uh, I was just thinking minutes it's... too long, Brett. <laughs> yeah, for me. I was gonna say we're old. We got this shit dialed in. Yeah, we're done now. Oh yeah, no, we've already finished. Yeah, no. I mean, God, we have to have time to watch TV in a day, right? You know. I mean, so what brought you to the Yukon? You're we're, like, Spock, Nova Scotia, we're out. Yeah, pretty much. In Brit's view, yes. That's right. exactly what happened. Yeah, we, we, you guys are separate people. <laughs> you each get to answer. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the Yukon adventure, for sure. And uh, good people. I heard lots of great things about the Yukon, and so far it's delivered for me. And you? The, the real story, other than that, how this actually all came about, is we had such a rough go that at one point I think we were both seeing therapists and my therapist said to me like you guys can't thrive here like you need to go what about what about Whitehorse 
Whitehorse is a cool place. Your, your therapist told you to move to Whitehorse? And he she did. listened. He did. He's like, just, just, he like said all the things about Whitehorse that were pretty cool. Right. He's like, you guys are outdoorsy. Like, you're smart. You have like, like good careers. You can get jobs, look for jobs. And he's like, it's a very like queer inclusive place. It's like, just look it up. Check it out. What? How are. did he know all this? He had a buddy that lives up here. Was it Mike Mulheron? I don't Honestly, know. I have no idea. I'm not really Sarah's, sure. Sarah's cousin is a doctor in Nova Scotia that lived up here for like 10 years. Oh. Was that her cousin? Yeah, her cousin. Oh, cool. Wow. If no. I've learned anything about the Yukon, it's that... It's probably the same person. I'm thinking that, actually. <laughs> um, the other day, so I did this drag video and got a few people over to do... I hear the announcements for the winners are tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, yep. Very excited. Waiting with bated breath. And uh, two of the people that I got to be in my video happened to go to high school together and were in the same six-person play in yep. Toronto. That's, yep. Checks that's out. the way it works. Yep. It was, like, unbelievable. Like, one person... is is living in Vancouver right now and is up visiting her best friend for a couple weeks and the other person actually does live here now and they do drag here so cool yeah, it was pretty interesting that is how was your experience with that doing the drag it was a lot of fun I definitely learned a lot of things about myself including I need more than five days to learn a song <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um, but I had so much fun and um I'm, I'm proud of it, despite the atrocity of lip syncing. The rest of it was really good. I, I kind of feel like lip syncing done really well mm -hmm. is when the person doing lip syncing is having a lot of fun. Yeah. Because we all are totally aware that you are not singing that song. Are you enjoying yourself, though? That's what that's what well, sells I, it. That's right? I mean that's a big part of it. Absolutely, like it's yeah. half of it. Yeah. Lip syncing though is a talent in itself. Oh yeah, and, I don't have it. I mean there are some yeah. drag queens that just master that, and there are some top drag queens that aren't very good at it compared to the others. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. hang on, here's our. That's a perfect segue. It's a perfect segue because I was That's just going to mention. One. I was just going to mention Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. There we go. Yes. Right? I haven't seen it yet. And I cannot wait. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I can't believe that you just said that out loud. <laughs> right? I I'm so it. upset with you right now. <laughs> I know. Oh my know. god, that's just such a lovely film. It is. It's such a great film, and the lip syncing in it is top notch. Exactly. But they like, they were well trained. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, if you walk up and you're like. Hey, Dan, you want me in this movie? We'll give you a couple million bucks, but you got to lip sync the fuck out of here. I like, would learn. Yeah, done. <laughs> yes. Right, done. Like, yeah. I was like, do I get to blow anybody? Where is this coming? Like, because for a couple million dollars? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll learn to lip sync and more. Oh, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I'll lip sync whatever you want me to lip sync. I'll sync those lips for you. <laughs> oh, that would give you some serious mask beard, though. Now, you guys met Jenny, I'm assuming, through Becky. Yep. Yes. And you met Becky working in the hospital. Yes. Right. Becky did my interview. Oh, really? Yeah. And how was that? I was on the phone. I was really grateful it was a phone interview and it wasn't like a video call. Because I was sitting there with my headphones in and my phone. 
<laughs> every question they'd ask, I'd be like, which poor podcast people can't see this, but. That is a big fuck face. Yeah. That was a real fuck face. Like, yeah. oh, and I'd take a deep breath, and then I'd calmly answer the question, and turns out they bought it. You know what? That's all you need is just to get your foot in the door. Yeah. Because then they then you show up and they're like, oh, they actually can do the shit. And yeah. that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really, right? really cool to like have a phone interview in Nova Scotia and then like a month later be here. Right? That's pretty wild. Yeah. And did who interviewed you? It was the manager at the time and the um, supervisor of the specimen collection. Did you drive across? No, we flew. And then they brought your stuff for you? Did they pay for your stuff? Yeah, we got it all shipped. Our car actually arrived in Whitehorse before we did. Are you serious? They shipped your car? Yep. That's a good deal. Well, we wanted to drive across the country. However, by the time that we were getting ready to go, um, both of us were still recovering from concussions. So it was not... Why are you smashing your heads into things? Is that a maritime thing? or uh, Hockey for me, drunken Cape Breton wedding bathtub story for Brit. So yeah. yes, a so maritime yes. thing. Yes, a maritime <laughs> thing. Totally maritime <laughs> thing. Yeah. Okay, the name of the funny yellow hat from Nova Scotia everybody wears. Southwester. There you go. And it's more of a Newfie thing. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. See, this is and why did they wear it in Nova Scotia? Because tourists. Tourists wear it? No, they, they wear it to like placate the tourists, I think. Because oh. a lot of American tourists especially think that everybody in Nova Scotia is a fisherman. Like that cheese cheese head hat you get in uh, which state Wisconsin. is Wisconsin. I was right. gonna say which state has a cheese head hat. So the how like how have you found Whitehorse? Did it live up to your therapist's expectations? <laughs> it's funny that you use the word expectations. Cause when we moved here, one of our good friends back home who's lived all over the world, their big piece of advice was move without expectations and then you can't have them unmet. Oh yeah, zero expectations. But that's like easier said than done sort of thing. So when we moved here, we had signed a lease sight unseen. Oh, yep, that's, <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's well, a oops anywhere. <laughs> well, the rental market is so shit that we were told by the realtor we called before we came up that in Whitehorse, just be lucky you can find something. If you find something, take it. So we found something and we took it. Yeah. Well, they weren't wrong. They're not wrong. And they weren't. But um, we call it the dumpy apartment because it was a really dumpy apartment. It wasn't even really an apartment. It was someone's house that they split up into two units that wasn't two legal units. Right. The people before us sealed the windows and smoked in the place. Oh, lovely. So it smelled so awful. And they didn't clean it. There were unlabeled pills underneath the couch. There was... The kid had left his Halloween candy between the bed and the wall. Mind you, we moved in in June and found the candy. So it was nice and ripe. So you want to hear a really great maritime Yukon mesh story? Yes. So the day that we got the keys to this dumpy apartment, we had already gone and picked up our cats at the cattery, and we were... Like, well, we're here for a few days anyway. Our landlord was gone camping out of the ter- out of the territory or out of cell service anyway. So we went to Walmart to get some cleaning supplies. And I was excited because this was my first trip to Walmart in the new city. And I thought, 
anonymity at Walmart. This never fucking happens. Let's go. And we get there, and we dodge a few people that we had met at work, and we get what we need, and go out to the car, and I legitimately got hug-tackled from behind. <laughs> and I was like, who the fuck in the that, Yukon? Yeah. And this person's obviously really excited to meet me and see me, and I'm like, could it be? It was this one person that I had hooked up with on Facebook through a mutual friend who was in Nova Scotia that knew that this person lived in the Yukon, and they used to live in Nova, Nova Scotia. Right. And um, so I had chatted with them a bit, and they were like, oh, my God, we're so excited. We're going to have to get together and maybe have dinner or something. Well, this was the person, and she was, su- she was super excited because our car still had the Nova Scotia license plate on it. And it said New Glasgow, New Glasgow, Nova Scotia on the sticker of the car where we bought it. And she was just like, oh, my God, it's you. <laughs> How are you? And we were like, ah, terrible. <laughs> like, brink of tears. Like, this apartment is so terrible, and we don't know what we're going to do. And she goes, oh, my daughter has a beautiful house downtown that she's looking for renters. Here's her phone number. Yeah, but, like, text her today. Yeah, but yeah. how long were you in that apartment? Two weeks. Oh, yeah. But this I was the first that. day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember was, that. That this, was bad. It was really bad. And then and the guy sounded terrible as well. He yeah. was. He yeah. was quite terrible. And then he sent his property manager a couple days later to like assess the place because he didn't, he didn't believe, believe you. you. I don't know what, what, why, but anyway, the guy came and checked it out and he was like, I know the person who lived here. This is awful. We'll make sure we get your money back. And he refunded us all of our deposit and let us stay for two weeks. Good. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So we um, we ended up messaging this girl's daughter, and we got a viewing, and we were the selected tenants. So um, we just had to find a place to live for a month. And that's a lovely house. The house you're in now is lovely. It's it is gem. amazing. Yeah, it, it really is. Gorgeous. And you're in a great location. Yeah. You know what's funny about that story? The person you're speaking of who accosted you at Walmart, I was one of the first people they met when they moved up here. Oh, go away. Yeah. Because she was a costumer for one of the for Guild. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. when Becky came home and said these two were looking for a place, but heard that there was a Maritimer, and I was like, I wonder if that's Deb's kid. <laughs> and it was. Yep. And it was. I'm really glad that worked out. <laughs> right. Totally. Because like moving is hard. And it's cross country though. Holy shit! Right. And like literally across one of the biggest countries in the world. Right. Seven thousand kilometers. You know, mm-hmm. and like then you get there and everything's fucked up. Yeah. That's yeah. some stress. Yeah. It was a lot of stress. And our yeah. poor cats were stressed out because we were stressed out. And then it was a whole thing. And it's funny, too. Like, Britta talked about expectations. She's like, well, you can't have expectations when you move. And I said, well, I guess it was wrong of me to expect to have, like, a decent place to live. Well, that's a different expectation, right? Like, yeah. 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 No, but, you, you know, if you have zero... If you walk into something with zero expectations, then... You you be okay, but I think walking into a place that is unlivable is less than zero. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's yeah. below. Yeah. A, that's that's a negative. Yeah, you're yeah. in a negative integer there, right? Like, like I paid you, know. you money, give me what I paid for. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad it worked out. Well, I'm and, glad they gave you your money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. They you did. know, because like that's well, fucked up. Yeah. Well, I mean, in word of mouth, in this town, still works. Yeah, it's pretty much the only thing that works. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's real. And then, so how are you fi- finding the community now? I think you've been here a year now, just mm-hmm. over yeah. a year. 
I love it, personally. It's cool. You can be honest, Jules. You can be honest. <laughs> yeah. Or you throw can down. tell us how you really feel. We only yeah, have, we only have fifteen listeners. Yeah. Throw it down. Nobody. Nobody. Hi, Dad. Hi. Lots of people tell me they listen to the podcast. I'm uh, like, so you're the one. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Give me your name. Shout out. Be a sponsor. I was gonna say. We can get a Patreon going. Patreon. We'll start doing targeted ads for. I gotta say, like, like, don't be afraid of that because I'm actually very critical of White Horse. Oh, yeah? absolutely. I am. Yeah, I'm very critical of it. Yeah. Oh, can you do you look at yourself every day and be like, I am the fucking greatest? Yeah. <laughs> or do you go, you know, I'm a human being. I'm pretty good, but oh, there's a flaw. Maybe I'll work on that. Mm-hmm. You can do the same with your community. There's totally. shit that needs to be changed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And who changes it but community members? And having like Dan and I have old Uganer eyes. Yeah. His were a little more fresh when he came back, but I don't always see everything because I live in it. And but, when Dan came back, yeah. he was like, well, "What about this? This is different." And I had, I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess it was." You well, guys there, have never been here. There's a lot of stuff here that, like, I took I took my mom to Juno, and uh, we were in Juno. We went to a restaurant, and we, you know, we stopped. We went to the hotel. We went to a restaurant. We stopped at a store, and when we got back to the hotel, my mom was like. I cannot believe how nice everyone in Juno is. Everyone in this whole entire town is so nice. And I just went, no. That's just called customer service. Right? You just live in Whitehorse where they let you know they don't give a fuck all the time. That's so true. You know? And I was like, you have this, like, Whitehorse has got this impression of itself Right. That it's like, oh my God, it's the friendliest place in the world. And I'm like, I have to tell you right now, I lived in East Vancouver for 20 years. East Vancouver is vastly friendlier. friendlier. But that changed. East Vancouver is getting no, fucked no, no, up no, now. No, 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 no. Because it's gentrifying. Yeah, well, that's but. that'll fuck it. But that changed here in Whitehorse. When, like, I grew up here. We worked at this service station yep. where Trails North is. Um, and the saying was, you, yeah... The Yukon's more expensive, but you get the world's best service. And it was like that for a long time. And at some point in the 90s, it changed. There was a pamphlet that I found uh, that I have at home somewhere. And it's a pamphlet about how to give good customer service made for, for the service industry, printed by the Yukon government. Yeah. When the government is printing a pamphlet tell to you. tell you... Be nice. To be nicer to people? Be better at your job. Shit is fucked up. Yeah. Because the government, what do they care, right? right? But when the problem is so vast that the government's like, we need to print a pamphlet. Well, it obviously was affecting <laughs> tourism. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And it's like, so I mean, I i don't hold any illusions about this town. No. There are, ta- there are things about this town that I really love. And there's like some really amazing aspects to the community. That, that I think are great. And I think, like, the best thing about this town is that it's small enough that when something happens that pisses you off, you can't change it. You can stand up and go, no, unacceptable. And you can make some noise and do something about it. But, I mean, like, anybody that pays any attention to the shit I get up to when I'm not on this podcast, <laughs> I'm standing up and bitching about shit constantly. Yeah. Like, I never stop. Because there's a ton of shit to bitch about. Absolutely. More than the weather. 
No, yeah. Yeah. Like, straight up. Like, yeah. yeah. That's why that whole thing with those signs that we were talking about, where it's just like, when we put up those Black Lives Matter signs, we bought four sheets of plywood because we knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that those signs would be destroyed. Mm -hmm. You don't live in the kind of beautiful, friendly, inclusive community that you think you live in when I know enough ahead of time to buy four sheets of plywood instead of two. For two yeah. signs. Yeah. yeah, like when I know that those two signs will be destroyed and I'll have to replace them, that, you know, things are not as sunshiny as people think here. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because like, and was I proven wrong on that? Sadly, no. No, I was not. No. I was proven 100% right. Yeah. You know, so so fuck that shit. So so, so go go, Jules. Sh throw it. <laughs> that was actually how you do it. Well, it's gotten. I've I've had a much better like one year anniversary than I did. The first six months. The first yeah, the first six months were were tough. Yes. Yeah, because not only did we like leave our entire families, our entire social like support systems, Absolutely. our jobs, and. It's a very different workplace here than what we were used to at home. Um, and then, like, Rick got sick again. So it was kind of a whole lot of things all at once. And then on top of that, because of the stress of the move, uh, post-concussion syndrome went, Set like, berserk. Oh, I was, like, not myself at all. So it was it was a rough six months. Yeah. Yeah. And then you played hockey again and got another concussion. I did. And I was just starting to feel great again. I was like, yeah, getting right back into hockey. And then I hit my head again. I was like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. You wear helmets in hockey, right? Yeah. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Turns out you get one good knock to the head, it gets really easy to, like, oh, re-injure that. you're talking to the choir. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. All four of us, like, the amount of concussions, we had brain damage. Like, oh, unquestionable. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Unquestionable. yeah. 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 Concussions fucking suck. They, they are, do. They're terrible. People that have never had a concussion just don't really get it. People who have never had a concussion are too young to listen to this podcast. <laughs> we'll get them all the time and they don't the, realize. They don't know. Well, and, I, and back to Britain Jewels, though, like one of the things that I noticed when I went to the Maritimes is, is uh, well, two things. One, Maritimers love music. Yeah. They're, they're it's everywhere all the time. Yeah. And two... Maritimers listen to and super excitedly with like huge reverence and following listen to a ton of bands that we don't hear. Well, that are they support their local musicians. They support their local yeah. musicians. Oh my god, that's one thing I yeah. miss is the local music scene back home. Incredible. Oh my so, god, yeah. Our actually just this past weekend would have been the Riverfront Jubilee, which was always my favorite three or four day where event. was it it's a hometown music festival right downtown yeah. Glasgow on the river okay yeah. nice yeah I used to know one of the um coordinators he's since passed away but he would often message me and be like who are you listening to what you got and the year he died actually Ruben in the Dark ended up coming and they were one of the bands that I had messaged him and I was like oh so touched because like Ruben in the Dark is one of my favorite bands ever. Shout out to them. They're listening. Well, and the festival. <laughs> and the festival Absolutely. itself was always yeah. like... Pump, what was the name of that festival again? Riverfront Jubilee. Yeah, pump that. Because, yeah, like, for sure. that needs to be supported. Like yeah. Mo Kenny, Rhea May. These are all local. Yeah. Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Um, who else was there? 
oh, that I got to know. July talk, not Nova Scotian, but also equally as awesome. Classifieds played Multiple like David times. Miles has played. They usually get like Stephen Page was there. Even I think there's like music is so pervasive on the East Coast, and it's just it's just it's everywhere. It's all the time, so it just kind of becomes part of you. So with the Jubilee, like every year, it didn't matter who they booked. People would go. Mm -hmm. The tickets yeah. would go, and people would come. And it would be a lot of the time, like, acts that you kind of heard, like, one or two songs on the radio, and then a couple of years after they played the Jube, they would get big. Almost always. Yeah. It was so fun to watch. Like, the Arkells was the last one I remember seeing the Arkells headlined. And yeah. And then they got And big. then they got huge. Yeah. And then I, it was either someone right before they took off, or people like Kim Mitchell and April Wine. Right. And like, you know, yeah. and they would always like yeah. close the night out after the headliner and you'd be like just wasted face. Steve Earl. Steve Earl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. times. What's your favorite maritime festival? Jeez, there's a question. Because mm. there's so many. Right? Mm. Like, I swear every other weekend there's a festival there somewhere. Is. Well, every town has their own view yeah. at some point. And, like, the county that we grew up in, it's seven towns together um, that are all, like, right next door to each other. And each one has its own festival. So Trenton Fun Fest. Picto Lobster Carnival. Uh, Westville does Canada Day. Canada Day. Stellarton has Homecoming. Uh, New Glasgow has the, the Festival of the Tartans Ooh, as well. And the well. Festival of the Tartans, yeah, that's true. Which it, is, like, <laughs> pipe bands. We, where we lived back at home was right next to, like, the Tartan Field, they called it. Mm -hmm. Literally across the street. Yeah. So on Festival Saturday, 8 a.m., the bagpipes would start. And we would plan to get the fuck out for the day. <laughs> you like, like, right no. from the morning <laughs> till 10 o'clock at night. So you love bagpipes, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I do. That's your favorite? I don't want to hear it Rachel. aggressively. Aggressively. I really like bagpipes at the distance. I think they're well, meant to be heard across the Well, they are. Yeah. They're like a wartime yeah. thing, right? Yeah, they're meant to be heard at a distance. Well, they're meant to be there up on the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's it's some beautiful, mournful shit, like when you hear it at a distance. Yeah. But up close, it's a bit intense. Right? So yeah. Shout out to all the people who have bagpipe players in their house. <laughs> My mom wanted me to play the bagpipes. They have, to, said, no. they have to, you know, yeah, have to well, practice. Thank you for letting those people practice because yeah. when you hear the right context, it's lovely. It's right? beautiful, yeah. I had a neighbor back at my parents' place that lived up the hill. So when whenever she would practice, it would just come down into the valley and it was so lovely. That's nice. beautiful. Yeah, That's that totally that. get behind it when it's literally 50 feet away. Too much. Gotta go. Well, I guess and, my grandmother played. Oh, cool. I saw pictures of her when I was younger. Of her, which I've never, never heard her play. But I always I said, like, Grandma, why are you? Why do you have bagpipes? And, and she's like, we're Scottish for Christ's sakes. So favorite festival, we're still on there. Yeah, and you've named them go. all now. Mm, yeah, I will. I, I'll have to say Riverfront Jubilee. Yeah, Jubilee for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm partial. <laughs> it's a good time, and you know, you're pretty much guaranteed to get tickets. <laughs> you don't have to fight anybody for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it for this episode. We hope you had fun and maybe even learned something. The Horse is brought to you by Molotov and Brick Tattoos and J.L. Hamilton Productions. Until next time, remember to be kind to yourself and to others.
This was a Brain Freeze podcast.